dominant podcast and resource for those looking to expand and elevate their health. Every Thursday, you can expect provocative and engaging topics, entertaining interviews, and some of the biggest names in health and wellness. Be prepared for tangible tips and takeaways, and to fully understand what it means to live an optimized and energized life. And what that means is consumers like yourself using a screen, you can have fresher feeling eyes and improved sleep and fresher feeling skin because we're limiting that blue light exposure from around us. Um, so we're a, you know, an ecosystem of blue light removing products. episode of Hotter Than Health. We have a good one here for you. I know you guys are absolutely going to love it. And the great thing about this episode is that this is for everyone. This is an episode that each and every single person listening to this podcast can relate to. We are talking all about, you guessed it, blue light. And if that starts to bore you right off the bat, I am telling you the way that this interview goes and takes it makes it such a tangible takeaway with multiple tips what we can be doing to improve our eye health when we are nonstop on our phones on our computers in front of the tv sometimes all three at one time we go into how much i'm on the screen we talk about nutrition and how it affects eyes i'm so pumped for this episode we go everywhere so introducing Dhruvan Patel. So Dhruvan is an optometrist. He's an eye expert, and he's also the founder of Get OcuShield. So Get OcuShield, check this out. I am so pumped. So Get OcuShield has been not only an elite daily, USA Today, Daily Mail, Cosmopolitan, Thrive, Refinery29, and in Glamour Magazine. He has absolutely blown up the eye industry, which I never thought I would be saying. So if you are curious about how to protect your eyes, if you are on a screen for more than a couple of hours per day, then this episode is for you. We go into so many things that I didn't even think about. What I love about OcuShield or Get OcuShield is the fact that they're so Uh, side effects based and they are so research based and he does such a great job of breaking down why exactly we need to be conscientious of our work environment our sleep environment and our sleep habits we've had so many podcast episodes excuse me we have had so many podcast episodes talking all about what the importance of sleep is and why it's so important for not only weight loss, but fat loss and overall recovery and lowering inflammation in our body, but we've never talked about it as far as eye health. Um, So we're actually taking it a step further, which I absolutely adore. So this is for children. This is for parents. This is for professionals. This is for anyone who has a smartphone, anyone who watches TV, anyone who has a computer, especially if you work in an office and you're on multiple different types of computers. We go into all of the details of how to increase eye health and not just make it preventable, but also how we can make it, um, also how we can heal. So it's not like, oh, well, my eyes, my eyes are already effed. So guess we don't have to worry about that. No, that's not the case. We go everywhere with this. And we talk about the bedroom. We talk about lighting. We talk about environments, so many different things. I'm so pumped about this. And like I mentioned, Patel, or sorry, Druven is 
young. He's 29 and he has lived so many lives. He actually was featured on a show and in the U.S. they would we would know it as Shark Tank, but it was the U.K. version of Shark Tank, which is uh, Dragon's Den. And we talk all about that. So not only his entrepreneurial history and his medical background, but we also talk about how to practice safe eyes, if you will. So you guys are absolutely going to love this episode. I had so much fun interviewing him and we will have him on again to talk about something completely different. However, make sure you listen to the very end of this podcast episode. We are doing a giveaway to give away a pair of their uh, Shield glasses. I'm wearing mine right now and what I love about them is they're bendy. I, could, they, I can move around with them. They're not rigid. I have my headphones on over the glasses and I can't even tell where normally they kind of hug the sides of my head. They do such a Great job. These are some of the lightest weight, discreet glasses I've ever worn, but that is just the tip of the iceberg. They have so many amazing products, and I'm really hoping they send me some. So if you guys are listening at OcuShield, hello, Druvin, send, send, send. All right, well, let's get into it. I'm so excited to have Druvin Patel on, optometrist and founder at OcuShield. Listen to the very end for the giveaway for your chance. All you have to do is go on to Instagram on the Hotter Than Health podcast Instagram and comment your favorite part about this episode on the most recent post with Druvin. So let's get into it. Buckle up. We have a lot of information for you today. Welcome Druvin to the podcast. Well, Druvin, thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Fantastic. So we just have to, we have to discuss this right off the bat. You are a young, attractive, knowledgeable entrepreneur, and you're disrupting the space of not just blue blocking glasses, but overall blue blocking technology. And I think that in the past 18 months, two years, however long we've been in this BS, I think that it's gotten even more important to protect our eyes. So talk to us about, first of all, what is your favorite product? What do you use daily? What do we all need? Let's just introduce that. Yeah, totally. So um, my, my favorite product is uh, OcuShield for the smartphone because I'm always, I'm always on my phone. If, if, you know, if, if you're like me all, all throughout the day, from the morning, turning off your alarm to in the evening, you know, setting your alarm. So for me, that's a seamless pit of tech for me that helps me with my well-being and my screen time and avoiding Zoom fatigue and sleeping better. Wait, that's really smart, actually. I didn't I didn't realize that you guys did a whole phone shield as well. I think that I just think of it as, oh, you turn your brightness down, you know, or you just try and look away from the phone. So uh, you. Yeah. So you mentioned Zoom fatigue. What is Zoom fatigue? So Zoom fatigue has now been known, you know, we've been in the pandemic and everyone's been using video calls and Zoom's obviously the most popular platform. <laughs> you know, it's been labeled Zoom fatigue because after so many hours of video meetings, whether it's you actually fatiguing from being on a call and looking at yourself more than anyone else because you're psychologically, you know, worried about your micro uh, movements or how you're being perceived, that side of things um, contributes to Zoom fatigue, or you've got the aspect of visual stress and blue light, which is what we're speaking about, which is also contributing to the fatigue as well. So it's a kind of a, it's a combination of elements of just working from, 
um, you know, a device. And now, you know, in this in this time and age, there's so many of us working in those ways. And I think the pandemic, what it did was accelerated um, everyone's understanding that actually there's a lot happening here from our interactions with screens, whether it's from work and leisure or leisure, sorry, um, and how that impacts on our day to day. I even notice my sister just had a baby, Belle. She's two months old and she will even get addicted to the screen. Like she doesn't know what her arm is, but she will get addicted to the screen. She'll, you know, my sister will be sending an email or a, a text on her phone and Belle's eyes just go wild and she'll follow the phone around and she can barely keep her eyes open for more than five minutes, but she's like, it is an addictive substance. Can we, so is that something that you were studying in school? Let's go back. Let's go back to that. So where did you do your studying? How did you know that you wanted to go into optometry and then go on to create this huge, beautiful brand, OcuShield? Take us all the way back. Yeah. Let me take you back to 2011. So I was actually um, here in the UK coming out of college and, um, I kind of applied to what I wanted to do in the future. And it was, you know, I loved computer science. I loved biology. I love product design and um, I liked helping others, you know? So I thought, what is a profession that I, that could suit me? And I did some, you know, shadowing or work experience in the field of optometry. And I found that I enjoyed it, you know, and I thought, wow, this is a really cool profession. You can help others. You can actually, you know, in the UK, you can launch a optical practice. So an eye testing clinic, uh, a lot easier than let's say a dental practice or whatever so you know it you know I was from a young age already very business-minded and I was like right this sounds like the perfect profession for me so in 2011 I enrolled um, in 2013 I was working on the weekends at a well-known optos- um, optical chain so in the US it's called Grand Vision here in the UK it's Vision Express and one one day on the weekend the lead optometrist she gathered me and the team and said hey guys, we've got a new product. It's something called Blue Control. If any patients wear glasses, it's a coating that they can put on their glasses. And she said, by having this coating, it will make them reduce the eye strain they suffer from being on screens. Now, I've always grown up with my mother always telling me, stop looking at screens, was they're bad for your eyes, right? And um, she didn't have a reason for it. She just said, stop, stop looking at them. You know, don't sit too close, stop looking at them, they're bad for your eyes. So I came away from this kind of internal meeting. I was like, wow, this is really intriguing because um, screens are going to become an integral part of our lives. So the next week I went back to the faculty and the university lecturers and I said, right, I I demand that I can do a research project on blue light. And somehow I got my way. So I did a, a research project on how blue light affects the eye's physiology and circadian rhythms. And after nine months of doing that, what I found was, yes, blue light from screens does cause visual stress which is eye strain and fatigue which then leads to headaches but also blue light suppressed melatonin which makes it harder for us to fall asleep so I thought two massive pain points um this was the iPhone 3 slash 4 era um as I said before screens were only getting bigger and brighter and become an integral part of our lives and I thought actually I don't wear glasses um I don't have a prescription for glasses how can I take that technology and put it directly onto the screen itself because Actually, there's more people in the world that don't wear a form of um, eye correction than there are. So I thought, actually, there's going to be people like me that would need this product as well. So in 2000 and um, yeah, late 2013, 14, I, um, I entered a, a competition within the university. So there's a business competition 
with Cass Business School. And um, I submitted an idea. And somehow after six months, I kind of went through two or three stages. And, you know, fortunate enough to win, I got some grant funding. And basically, I just used that money to research and develop our first line of products. And, you know, we got to 2015 January, and somehow I must have convinced a thousand people to pre-order my first line of products. And um, I just kind of said, wow, I've actually, we've got the products ready. We've got enough capital to, to produce our first uh, products. Let's kind of go to market. And I, that was in my um, university dorm room. So I was in my final year, 2015. And I was like, I just want to get this off the ground and start, you know, protecting people's eyes. So you were a hustler, like, from the get-go. You always knew that you were business-minded, it seems like, right? Yeah, so, so when you were a little kid, were you, were you hustling even then? Were you always um, trying to work on multiple projects? Were you always, like, stoked about the science fair? What were, your, what were you like as a kid? And were, was your environment fostering that entrepreneurial spirit? Or was it more to prove something or you wanted to be different in your family what was that like yeah no I think it's so I've grown up with my parents very much working class and I've seen firsthand that you know how hard they had to work just to make sure we enjoyed ourselves or even took us on holiday or whatever and I said actually there must be a better way for them and also myself in the future you know I wanted to reward them first of all is say how can I actually reward them for their you know you know, time they've spent, but also give something back. And I thought, you know, business is the only way, you know, it seems like, you know, you can get financially a big reward and help the people around me. So I thought I have to, I have to do something business orientated. And, you know, from a young age, I, I spent a lot of time on the computer. And from that, I got a lot, you know, my early, I guess, hustles, as you call it, I I did a lot of stuff on the internet in terms of creating websites and platforms, people to get, you know, I think back in 2000, I created a website, which hosted music and people could download music and it was it was yeah just really wild ventures and things that I used yeah. to do you know some were, were crossing the lines where they probably weren't even you know I wasn't allowed to do it probably but you know so so in my bedroom just like how can I what can I utilize my tools and create something of value and get something reward for that so that that's what I was doing when I was younger cool and I have to ask you look so young. There's like no crow's feet happening, <laughs> no wrinkles. How, how old are you? So I'm 29. Oh my gosh, you're crushing it. I'm so proud of you. So, so you're, you've done so much. Um, and you mentioned earlier you had won a competition and that had led you into funding and grants for your research. But I know that also led you to a bigger competition. So there's something in the U.S. called Shark Tank, which I know in the U.K. is called, is it Dragon's Den? Dragon's Den, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take us through that, because I think that people don't realize that these kinds of shows have so many applicants, so many applicants and people applying years, like year after year after year. And it's the micro opportunity that you might get to not only be on television, but pitch these people. And then even deeper than that, get money from these people, or at least get a commitment or acknowledgement, which is huge. So what was that experience like? Were you like shaking the whole time? Were you so nervous? How'd that even happen? Yeah, no, let me, uh, so yeah, that, that's a really interesting, um, experience. Let me take a step back to, um, 2015 so when I was in the university dorm room um you know it took I still had to qualify as an optometrist in the UK you have to work in practice and do exams so another year 
and then another two years where you're working full-time honing your skill so it was only three years before I went full-time on the business you know we grew to a six-figure business um I was working all evenings and lunch years and I was just like right I need to this is what I want to do because I can impact more people you know when testing eyes you can test 10 to 20 patients eyes a day right but when I'm doing what I'm doing of Occishield I can improve you know, people's lives and have them having fresher feeling eyes and proof sleep, you know, in the thousands a day because there's ultimate reach for the internet. So I said, I have to do that. So in 2018, I went full time, we grew the team, we started growing the business. And actually, um, the pandemic obviously came around last year. And in, in March, it was February, March time. So these are TV channel so it's the BBC that runs the Dragons Den in the UK which you might be familiar with one of their researchers got out to me and said hey we think uh, you and your business would be great for the show and you know it's, it's something that I think every entrepreneur thinks about oh I'd, I'd love to go on the show one day but you never know when's the right time you're always kind of like mm, not now you're not ready yeah. or they, they might find a you know uh, a problem with your business yeah so just leave like it like you're never you're never ready it's never perfect yeah you, you kind of want to be perfect for the tech you know because when you're on tv what you've got to consider is actually that could make or break your brand and you could literally yeah you know it could turn things upside down as well as the reward so that's going on the back of my mind but the fact this guy called tom a researcher reached out and said look we think you'd be fantastic was like oh okay you think we'll be great so actually let's do you know let's do it. so fill like down you're validated yeah, exactly. You know, you've been kind of vetted and approved and whatever. So we started to fill out application form, filled it out and didn't hear back because the pandemic kicked off, right? It was March. Um, everything went quiet. And I'm, I'm assuming they they stopped recording or producing. We got to kind of August, September, I got an email back and saying, hey, Drew, and it's Tom here. We've just kicked back on production because actually we're, the, the, you know, we're starting to shoot again. Um, we loved your application. Can you do a video pitch to our producers with your business partner? And we'll take from there, send some product, whatever, whatever. And we're like, oh God, okay. And they were like, we need to do this within a week. <laughs> I'm like, fine. <laughs> so we did, we set, sent off a video pitch. And um, uh, what happened next was that, yeah, they were like, we love this. We want you to come in in two weeks to pitch to the dragons themselves. And we're like, wow, two weeks. So every day we pretty much spent pitching in front of family members to each other, practicing, you know, our lines and making sure because, yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible opportunity. And then what happened was it came around the date. I remember it now, 29th of September, 2020. By the way, the show doesn't air until 10 to 12 months after you're actually in, in the den here. Um, I don't know what it's like for a short time, but there's a long, long wait. <laughs> um, so yeah we went in and um yeah it's, it's nerve-wracking as hell man you, you're just you're, you're it's, it's very daunting because we went in at 8 a.m to studio and it wasn't until 1 p.m that they brought you into pitch and you're in this dressing room you're kind of do you practice do you not practice you're getting tired you know you're kind of just restless yeah and you go into so in the dragons then in the uk they go into a lift and what happens when the lift opens you you, you have to walk and you see the dragons in front of you so what they did was they kept us in the lift for 10 minutes. You know, they just was waiting there. They were doing some recording or whatever. And by then you're kind of, you're looking on the floor. You're like, what is this? What's happening here? And suddenly yeah, you're like, I got to pee. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of everything. You're like, am I hungry? Do I want to go to the bathroom? Whatever. And 
suddenly the doors open you're like oh oh god i wasn't expecting that and you kind of you then have to you know execute what you've been you know practicing for and um fortunately i think you know i didn't fall over walking up you know that that's also a thing in your mind you know if you fall over it's it's good reason was it's one take and yeah just walked up and did our pitch and fortunately it went well you know we got what we need to get out me and me and both my business partner and um the pitch was successful we got offers from the dragons we wanted and uh yeah it's been it's been a it's been a great experience since it airs that is amazing that is so cool i've actually never spoken to anyone who has even breached that uh, you know that world so not only did you go in and you crushed your pitch um but you also got an offer from the shark that you wanted did you go into it well you went into it with confidence obviously because they had vetted you a bit and you know you had that strategy and you had been working on this you know blood sweat and tears for years beforehand so post shark tank you are now or I'm sorry, post um, Dragon's Den, you are now um, the founder and you are co-founder. I don't know. Are you both oh, equally yeah. co Okay, got to give him some credit too. Um, but so you have OcuShield. Can you give us elevator pitch, lift pitch of what exactly OcuShield is? What problem is it solving? And what products have you come out with um, that have really changed the game and disrupted the market? Yeah, sure. So OcuShield exists to let eyes thrive. And what we do is we create medically rated screen filters, glasses, and lighting products that limit blue light exposure. And what that means is consumers like yourself using a screen, you can have fresher feeling eyes and improved sleep and fresher feeling skin because we're limiting that blue light exposure from around us. Um, so we're a, you know, an ecosystem of blue light removing products. Quick interruption to tell you all about today's sponsor. You have heard it here before. You know I love this sponsor, Organifi. So we've been working together for almost seven months now, and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, these are my favorite supplement companies. So Organifi is a superfood supplementation company, and they're focused on making sure that you have the highest quality ingredients with no added BS, and you're getting a lot with what you order, right? So normally when you order a supplement or you order a protein powder, you're getting this little tiny tub, and it runs out in a couple of weeks, and you're left sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, am I just going to have to keep ordering this every two weeks? That's what I love about it is mine lasts me over a month. Uh, my boyfriend and I both use it. We absolutely love the Everyday Greens powder. It's minty, it's clean, it has high potent antioxidants, which are super great for eliminating free radicals, which we know has been linked back to cancer production. We also love about Organifi the fact that they are glyphosate residue tested and prevented. So what that means is we don't know what's going into all of these other supplement companies. And we know that these types of carcinogens such as glyphosate, they're found in things like Roundup. They're found in chemicals. And that's not what we want, what we want to be putting in our body, especially if it's something that's meant to promote longevity. You guys know my history and you know that I am an advocate for making sure that we are doing everything we can to prevent chronic diseases, diseases like cancers. So 
if you are interested in trying this, which I hope you are, use the code HTH. You go to Organifi.com slash HTH and you can get 20% off all of your products. Now, personally, I love the greens powder. I take it every single morning. It's part of my non-negotiable checklist. I do the greens powder. I travel with it, especially over the holidays. We also love the probiotics and we also love the plant protein. Again, that is Organifi.com. Use the code HTH or Organifi.com slash HTH for 20% off of your order. You cannot go wrong with any of their products. You will absolutely love it. And make sure you use the code HTH for 20% off of your order. Let's get back to today's episode. Amazing. I love that. And a whole ecosystem. You're right. I need to slap some on my computer, on my boyfriend's phone, my phone, because he's, I'm one of those people that I won't look at my phone for the first 20, 30 minutes that I wake up. It's just part of my ritual. But then my boyfriend, he wakes up and he's, I mean, he's like, hello, you know, he has no issue with it. He rolls out of bed jolly and it's fine. And same thing going to bed. I want to talk about that other pain point though, because so many people think that these are just accessories and, you know, it's preventative, but it also is solving a problem. So sleep as a nutritionist, so much of what I tell clients is that sleep hygiene is one of the number one factors contributing to holding on to stubborn fat, as well as muscle recovery, um, testosterone. Like there are so there are endless benefits to having good sleep hygiene. So in your research, what were some of the most interesting things that you found relating to sleep specifically? Yeah, so for me, with my optometrist background, you know, it was really interesting to see actually a lot of sleep is coordinated through the eyes, right? In the eyes, there's something called the retinal ganglion cells, which sit in the retina. And if you take it back to the caveman era, um, when they didn't have any artificial lighting, all they had was a sun and fire right so what would happen was they'd wake up naturally because the sun would rise and their bodies um would be receptive to the sun you know the light in the environment and what would happen in the evening they wouldn't turn on you know an led light or use their phone they'd actually have fires or candles and candles are warmer lights which are you know a little bit more orange and they don't have much blue light And what happened was they could use them in the evenings and fall asleep naturally because there wasn't anything affecting them. But what happens now is we've replaced the the sun being on during the daytime to all the time because we've taken that sun into the home in the palm of our hands in the form of a iPhone or a laptop, which is saying actually, um, hey, retinal ganglion cells, it's actually the daytime. So I'm going to stop you producing melatonin because I think it's the daytime so actually your body's not going to feel as tired um, naturally so therefore when you do if you do like you know lie down in bed you're going to be moving around you're going to you know be restless and find it difficult to fall asleep and then when you do eventually get to sleep that quality of sleep is not going to be as good because again you need good levels of melatonin for your body to shut down and go into a deep sleep for it to then you know have muscle recovery for your you know, to cleanse the the mind or the brain in terms of the day, what it's processed, et cetera. So um, yeah, it's really key. That's amazing. And like you mentioned in the very beginning of our conversation, you touched on circadian rhythm. Um, so you even said, you know, once you do fall asleep, your 
your tendency to have a solid eight, seven hours of healthy sleep is limited. But I find so often that people, when they wake up in the middle of the night, they automatically reach for their phone. They're like, oh, I can't sleep. So I'm just going to hop on my phone, which it's feeds the problem and it's cyclical. It's an issue. So what about blue light is so addicting? Because I even noticed it last night. I was prepping for this interview and I noticed I was wearing these, thank God, but and I love them. They're so comfortable. We were just talking about this, like shout out. Good job. But I had my computer on my lap. I had my phone in my hand and the TV was on. And so even if I was like, oh, I'm spending too much time on my computer, I would look at my phone or I would be like, okay, got to relax. Look at the TV. I was like, this is such a problem. It's surrounding us. It's everywhere. So what about it specifically is so addicting? Why are people addicted to screens? Because it's I'll go through my clients' screen time with them and it'll end up being upwards of five, six hours per day. And they're, you know, like they don't have a profession where they need to be on their phone. So it's just all around. What makes it so addicting? Yeah. So I think there's multiple things here. If you think about, again, back in the olden era, people to get their news or information, they'd read newspapers, right? So, you know, now if you look at a, uh, underground transport the tube or you know the rail system you see everyone's on their phone because they're consuming media back in the day it was the same but they used newspapers um but what what's happened now is it's not just um news it's so much information and actually you can do so much on, on devices right you can learn you can numb the mind which is probably what most people do without thinking about it it's it's a habit, right? Because every time we pick up our phone, there's a habit. The first, for, for example, I'm, I'm, I'm bad as well. I pick up my phone. If I don't have a task to do, the first thing I'll open up is Instagram and I'm there and I'm like, all right, what's happening? And I'm like, after one minute, why am I doing this? You know, there's no need. Um, but yeah. it's a habit that we've done because it's so accessible that we can, you know, literally use these devices. So it's, a, it's more of a, something that's come into our routine. And every time we're doing these actions, we're getting a dopamine hit and we're rewarding ourselves in the way of dopamine and that makes us feel good every time we're looking at something that we want to look at because it's so easy to on devices so that's where um yeah this kind of screen time adoption and addiction mm-hmm. has come. that dopamine hit is real it's so true and and also just social media being so validating but you mentioned that you're on social media a lot i've looked through OcuShields and your instagram and there's so much value there and i think you've done a really good job of educating people on prevention. It's not just buy my product, buy my product. The product is supplementary to stuff that you can do in your day to day. So as far as food for eye health, obviously we want to have an abundance of colors, but is there anything in, and then I want to talk about your routine, but is there anything specifically that you have found in your research to be the most beneficial for eye health, whether it's a drink, a supplement, or anything we can physically consume that we might be able to find at the grocery store or order online? Yeah, totally. So the best vegetables for the eyes are green vegetables. Anything with green in it, I'd say kale and spinach are my go-to. Um, because what they do is they contain things like lutein and zeatin, which are antioxidants for the back of the eye, the macula, which is responsible for your central vision. Um, so the more green vegetables you have in your diet, is, it's going to be better. And you might have also heard carrots are good for the eyes um carrots so it's a bit of a myth people used to say carrots improve your vision so carrots do have vitamin a in them which maintain vision 
But what happened was in the World War II, there was um I can't remember which side it was, but basically they made a they made a, a fib um to the other army. They said that we can we can see in the dark, uh, provide you know provide a Chinese whisper and say it's because we've been eating lots of carrots that we can see in the dark when actually they had a radar system which allowed them to see the aeroplanes. So the other countries started eating loads of carrots. Um, and they thought that was how they were going to see in the night, but actually. Carrots do have vitamin A, which contribute towards healthy maintaining vision, but they're never going to improve your vision. That's the, the okay. myth. There. <laughs> they're not going to let you see in the dark. <laughs> like I can see through all your clothes now because I eat great orange bell peppers. So, okay. So obviously leafy greens, that is such a huge topic here on the podcast since we're so like plant dominant on the podcast. I want to hear a little specifically about you. Like you're in the UK, you're, I know that the UK was fully locked down and incredibly locked down and so a lot of people were inside and not as much prioritizing their health but talk to me about your day-to-day like on a real it's Monday at 2 30 for you so talk to us about your day how do you start it with your morning routine when you look at your phone like your exercise routine and then how what's your sleep hygiene routine at night so if we're being totally honest my weekday routine differs dramatically from the weekend but my weekday I have to make sure I have a good routine to make sure I can do what I need to do during the day so what happens is usually I wake up at 7 a.m um so not I'm not part of the 5 a.m club um I'd love to be but my my body is not suited for it and I've realized that I work better in the evenings actually um so I wake creative up at 7 people creative people are really good about that I feel yeah, totally. And, you know, if, if, if your work allows it, work in the evening, you know, you get much better output and you don't feel as stressed in the morning. Um, but yeah, simply I wake up in the morning, 7am. Um, I, I do my usual brushing the teeth and showering and I'm straight kind of into first not eating or anything. I like to read, um, you know, 30 minutes of reading a book, whether it's, uh, it's generally nonfiction. Uh, especially on the working day um I have to get in some motivation or some you know some real hacks where I'm like oh I've got an idea from that to really get start my day so I, I really like to do that and then what book spend are you the, reading right now so it's uh the sh- it's by uh Phil Knight the shoe dog the Nike um the shoe story. dog yes okay um, I'm gonna include it in the show notes yeah it's fantastic it's the by well it's not it's written by Phil Knight but it's the story of the founder of Nike and um he just goes on an amazing journey on how to how he builds Nike. yeah fantastic fantastic story. oh cool cool um so I definitely recommend it it's a great read and then then what I do afterwards is, is I spend um 15 minutes playing brain games so I actually do then jump on my phone but um I keep it in wi-fi mode um because I don't want I don't want things to start pinging off, even though, though they do. But yeah, I use an app called Elevate. There's also an app called Lumosity. But brain games, I think it's really important to make sure your brain is firing. Um, they actually say if you do maths, your with a brain that does maths daily is a brain that continues to grow and expand. So if you don't do maths <laughs> or quantitative um, things, then actually your brain is decreasing in capacity and size. So 
Um, and, and, and I don't know about you, but as I get older, I always feel like, I'm, have I felt my memory gets worse or, I, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, yep. I need to go on top of this. <laughs> See, I, I more so gravitate towards, like, I do Duolingo almost every day, which is a language app, but that's better for my brain. But I do need to do more, um, I need to do more things like math. <laughs> like, even just, I mean, even just a simple addition and, but doing it with my hand or doing it just with my mind, not with my quick calculator. So you're, you're spot on with that. You're spot on with that. Yeah. Anything that's challenging and makes your mind work, I think is great. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, by 745, um, I'm generally then, um, have some breakfast, something light. My mornings can't be too heavy because my, again, my body's not great at waking up, even the digestive system. It's a bit, it's quite slow. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, it's either a shake or avocado on toast or, you know, two or three eggs. Um, and then I kind of start getting um, ready for my working day. I start planning what I'm going to do in my day from 8 p.m. Um, to kind of 8.30. And um, yeah, start start cracking on with things. And then generally, I just have work meetings. But what I try to do is three times a week is midday. I'd go to the gym or, you know, a class. And I like to get it done midday rather than the evening because, um yeah, evening one, it just never happens because <laughs> your day gets busy. And I don't know about you, but in the UK, it's uh, now in the winter, it starts getting dark from like 4 p.m. So it's, it's really horrible. horrible. It's like that here too. It's it's horrible. And you don't want to do anything when it starts getting dark. So again, I have to get a workout mm-hmm. the day. And then, um, yeah, the evening arrives. And then I've got either, you know, plan any kind of any meetup groups or sports or whatever kind of twice a week. And that's my kind of general day today. I love that. And then when we're talking about sleep hygiene, are you one of those people that's like no screens, um, no overhead lighting when you're getting ready for bed? Or are you more so just thinking, okay, well, as long as I have the OcuShield on my phone, it's a little bit easier. Are you falling asleep with a TV on? What is that? What's your sleep hygiene like? Yeah. So my sleep hygiene is, um, I'm quite cognizant of the environment. So they say not to, in your bed, not to either, not to have any, um, anything outside of sleep or sex in your bed. Um, because you know, that's, you're basically tuning your body to make sure that's all you do, right? If you're doing other things, then you can struggle. Um, But yeah, I I make sure on the weekdays, I'm in bed by a certain time. So by 11pm, I have to be in bed and I'm waking up at the same time each day, because that is also really important for me, I've found those key times. And Uh yeah, the lighting around me, no TVs in, in the bedroom or anything like that. But also, warmer lighting is really important two hours from going to bed. So by nine o'clock, the lighting environment is totally changed already. Um, devices are off one hour beforehand. Um, so it's definitely kind of winding down time. I love that. And then, okay, what is your, if you could leave the audience with two things, what is the one product that they absolutely need? And we are going to be doing a giveaway with a pair of blue blocking glasses. Y'all, I've literally my boyfriend and I have been wearing them he's like we have this extra pair like why can't we open it I'm like no we're doing a giveaway we can't do it but we're like we want it so bad um but we're doing a giveaway with these glasses but for anyone who uh, works on their phone or does all these things would you recommend the screen cover first so like like, like you're wearing the glasses and I think you said well I'm not why am I not wearing the glasses um for, it's a personal option but I have two screens and both of them have the official yeah, I, I use two screens and I find for myself that I just, you know, when, because I move around a lot, um, I, I don't like to wear glasses. Um, generally, I just have screen, filters on my screen. Having glasses and filters 
can help, but the incremental difference or benefit is quite small. You're talking kind of three to six percent gain. So you don't need to wear both. So there's a tip if anyone's thinking, actually, do I need to wear both? But glasses are great if you've got lots of lighting in your environment that is harsh and it's bouncing off your screen. So I try to keep diffuse lighting around me in the working environment. So I'm not getting bouncing lights around me. So then there's a good reason to have glasses. Um, you've got to think about environment. If you're someone that watches TV a lot or you're going into the office and you're using multiple screens, then, you know, they're not going to have a screen full to there. So you need your glasses. So it's just about your environment, really. So it's these little compound, um, these compound effects that add up to healthier vision. And to be honest with you also, I've noticed that, I noticed that crow's feet begin to happen a little bit more. And for someone who's like, I'm particular about my skin, I like to take care of it. And I noticed that if I'm like squinting or doing any of that during the day, then it affects my physical skin. And then if you... I just wanted to tell you that you should also note that actually the skin around your eyes, you should never use normal face cream around it. Um, You should always use something um, particular for the eyes because the the, the skin under the eyes is really delicate. And actually, um, you know, in terms of the oxygen and how the skin works there, anything thicker, like a normal face cream is you're going to contribute towards darker circles and eyes um because of that so make sure you're using an eye serum that's a very useful one while we're on the topic of skin um last year unilever released a research study that said 30 hours of screen time contributes to an increase in skin inflammation of 40 percent which means actually the reduction in elasticity of your skin which is early aging of the skin so to round that up basically screen time exposure to blue light you know has a compounding effect in the same way uv light affects us blue light also affects us in a different way, but is also detrimental to the skin. So true. Like bye-bye collagen. I totally agree. It gets like crepey. Absolutely. And I'm actually going to include, um, there's this LMS eye cream. It's a collagen production eye cream. And it's this tiny, thin little gel that you put around your eyes, you know, during the day or at night, whenever. And it is incredible. I'm going to link it in the show notes for anybody who cares, but I've been using it and I'm almost out and I need more. So Alexa, if you're listening, Christmas is almost here. Um, but if you could leave our audience with one tip that we maybe haven't heard before for eye health or just life, and then one resource that we all need other than your amazing products. Great. So some tips, so two, two easy tips. Now um, they're to do with screens. And if you're feeling like blue light or screen time is causing um, a detrimental effect to you, there's two things you can easily do. Uh, one is brightness is reduce the brightness of your screens. You can, that means reduce the intensity of any harsh lighting. Second is proximity. So when I talk about that is actually the distance where you have your screen. <laughs> so I usually say arm's length is, is the best distance where possible. Um, especially for desktops and laptops with phone screens, it can be a bit harder because you look a little bit silly, but the further away you can have things, the better, obviously make sure if you're on devices, the screen, the writing, the font size is, is, is legible. Don't make it tiny, or then you're going to be doing yourself harm. But those two tips are really important and they're quick and easy and free. And you can, you know, anyone can do it. Totally, totally. And then one resource that you can leave us with, whether it's a book or a podcast or something that you find a lot of knowledge from um, or inspiration from. Oh, brilliant. I like, I read a lot of a publication called tinybuddha.com. Um, it's so I'm very much into my spirituality and making sure I can, um, you know, think outside of the life we're living. 
Um, so tinybuddha.com is a great publication where it has lots of outside of the box thinking, whether it's to do with relationships, um, life after death or karma or anything like that. And, you know, if you're someone that wants to dabble in learning about other things, it's a great publication. They say that, um, or maybe I just say that you should find a hobby or a passion completely outside of your profession. And that couldn't be more true. So for me, it's like Spanish and then paddleboarding, but then I'm full on nutrition. And for you, it might be this, it might be reading, it might be sports after work that has nothing to do with eye health, technically, well, literally. But um, those are all really great tips. I'm going to put everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for all your time today, Druvin. You're great. And I'm so excited to see what OcuShield is doing. Um, we are going to do a giveaway with a sick pair of glasses. So if this episode has resonated with you, all you need to do is go on to Hotter Than Health's podcast Instagram and comment on the recent post with Druvin in it. And you'll be entered into win and it'll be great and you'll love it. And since the holidays are up, you know, People, people need to be buying these screens and these shields. Totally. I couldn't agree, but thank you so much for having me on, on board, Eliza. And uh, you have the most amazing energy. So I thought I'd share that with you. Oh, wow. Thank you. I'm, it's because it's 9 a.m. and nothing has happened today. <laughs> <laughs> like if it was 2 p.m., you might, yeah, you might get a different girl. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. Druvin, thank you so much for being our amazing guest today. I'm so excited for this giveaway for you to try these Get OcuShield products. Make sure you following you are following Druvin on Instagram as well as Get OcuShield. Check out the link in the show notes. We are also doing a giveaway. Remember to comment on the most recent post on my Instagram. Let us know your favorite part about this episode and you are going to be entered in to win a free pair of these glasses. So for everyone on your Christmas list, these are the products to be getting, whether it is a shield for your computer, for your phone. I know that's going to be under our Christmas tree this year, and I know they're going to be running some sales on OcuShield. So stay in the loop, stay in the know, get your eyes right, eat some carrots or not carrots, but eat your leafy greens, and we will see you next week. Have an amazing holiday, and I will talk to you soon.